0: Log Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike Production.
1: Up the track, Mick is lonely on the lead. He's up by four on the outside. Don't tell me again, cutting into the
2: margin, but it's Mick Wicked four years later, back at the top of the sport. Radio. Homicide Hunter sweeps fast to the outside. Homicide Hunter trotting into the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line 148 and 4. The fastest trotter ever. Gideon! Dewey did done
1: good down the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister
2: in front. Gideon! Three wide, all bets off, they're at the top of the stretch, Rockin' Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie, on the outside, bit of a legend, Rockin' Ron, bit of a legend on the outside, bit of a legend, this year's Battle championship 23
0: and 1, homeward bound in Gold Cup and Soccer, 59 somewhere, plenty Rockin' in Heaven, Rose Run Quest is there, here is... And the Alerts have won it. Giddy-a. Fine. Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside.
1: Shartn start a feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Shartn digging deep. Shartn's gonna dig in here and get the win here. Shartn. up on the front end. Then none. shall pass for Tim Dietrich. up!
3: You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing post-time with Mike and Mike, with co-host Mike Carter.
4: Foiled
2: again! Holds on to win! Foiled again, tough as nails!
3: And Mike Bozich.
2: The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy!
0: Gideon! up
2: Cut that that Dial. It's another action-packed rendition of Host Time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Ben America and Mike Bozich. It is the 2019 Host Time with Mike and Mike Award Show.
3: And this is what we wait for all year long. And I think you mentioned it best a couple of shows back, Mike. It has actually turned into kind of an award season for us because we have the nominations. We open it up to the fans. And they uh, which came through in a big way, Mike, this year with uh, nominations, not only in nominations, but voting. So they nominate, and then we go through the nominations. We whittle it down to five or six, depending on the category. And then, of course, give them a couple of weeks to vote. We had a record turnout of votes this year, so the award show keeps getting bigger and better and better. And uh, here we are once again, a little bit late this year. Usually we like to take care of it at the end of December, but, you know, we give our fans a couple extra weeks. And you know what? I think it's a good thing we did because it really showed in the amount of votes that we received.
2: Yeah, it's just over 60. 100 uh regular votes that we received uh from our partner Survey Monkey. Thanks to the good folks out at Survey Monkey for helping us tabulate our votes. The results are in. We'll be posting vote totals throughout the show and Mike I tell you what uh as I was going over some of the results and getting ready for the show uh but I have a couple of upsets here.
3: Yeah, certainly some uh very you know what everybody is deserving by the way. I mean, uh you know, listen, uh, all the nominees uh, I think do a tremendous job of uh, you know promoting harness racing in some way, shape, or form, and and you know and that was the point of these awards, Mike, to try to give people uh, recognition you know that normally wouldn't get recognition you know like race fan of the year and small stable of the year and so on and so forth, innovator of the year. So you know we when we thought about these categories, Mike, we thought we we try to make it unique, and once again we try to make it kind of go along with our mission statement to positively promote the sport of harness racing. And, Mike, that's what I think each and every nominee does.
2: Yeah, for sure. Each and every nominee uh, helps positively promote the uh, sport of harness racing and uh, does a really, really good job in doing so. And uh, we'll be taking a look at our first award here in just a couple of minutes.
3: All right, the first award that we're going to name is the Race Fan of the Year, the Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year. Once again, seven award categories, and this is going to be kind of a quick-paced show, so you're not going to want to touch that dial. You're not going to want to go anywhere, and we're going to get the ball rolling with the Race Fan of the Year right after this short timeout. You've got post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USGA.
0: The
4: Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires.
3: Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Booten Shane, Eddie Lowmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit SouthernOaksTraining.com. That's SouthernOaksTraining.com.
5: Hey, Racing Fans. We all know the ride begins well before the starting game. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, industry events, breeding, news, and more. You know, everything that will give you an edge come post time. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Family crop, call one 800 Gambler.
3: It's time to name the 2019 post time with Mike and Mike Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year Award winner. We had six outstanding nominees, Mark Anderson, Colton Hay, Ross Adams, Albert Nash, Pedro Baez, and Joe Pavlica Jr. And the runner up of the 2019 Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year Award goes to Colton Hay. And the winner of the 2019 Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year Award for the third time, Albert Nash. Why not? For the third time, Albert Nash has been voted the Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year Award winner. And uh, let's take a look before we get to Albert, uh, to some of the totals. So Albert Nash got 41 percent. Of the votes, out of 1,243 cast, he received 516 votes. Colton Hay, the runner-up, with 24% of the votes, he he received 299. Then it was Pedro Baez with 11.1, Mark Anderson with 9.4, Russ Adams had 8.2, and Joe Pavlica had 5.6. Without further ado, let's bring him in. He is the three-time, three-time, three-time champ, Albert Nash. Albert, welcome to the program, buddy. And uh, once again, we appreciate everything you do for the sport of harness racing.
6: Hey, uh, greetings from the Mike Russo stable. I'm in his office right now.
3: Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, fantastic. Well, Albert, uh, talk to us a little bit about kind of what you do on social media. I know you congratulate a lot of different people on Facebook. uh, And, listen, I I think the horsemen appreciate it. I think everybody appreciates it. Tell us kind of where that idea came from.
6: That's something I had some of my started back in 2015. Just tried to promote the sport in a positive manner and good good sportsmanship and everything involved with the sport. Yep. And,
5: and you
3: know what? Of course, Albert, you are a horse owner as well. Tell us about uh, some of the horses that you currently have and have had in the past.
6: Well, Giant Slayer has been by, by far my favorite. Had five wins and nine starts, and then he got claimed from us back in, a few years back. But right now we got a knockout punch. He just won the last Saturday down at the uh, three hole. And he had a second the week before. And he's running on uh, Saturday. He got the seven hole. So hopefully, we get a little check.
7: <laughs> and Absolutely. Then we got. And, uh, look,
6: yep. He's uh, racing up in Monticello. Got My Little Surfer Girl racing tonight down in Yonkers. Got the five hole. Hopefully you should get a check. She's like, she's going to off like a hundred to one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, listen, buddy, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, everything you do for the sport of harness racing, kind of getting, uh, kind of getting some experience in the, on the backside, so to speak. And uh, listen, I know Mike pretty well. Tell Mike, uh, we said hello here from post time with Mike and Mike. And once again, congratulations to you. We'll get the plaque off to you, my friend.
6: All right. Thanks so much.
3: All right. That's our man, Mike Albert Nash. He is the three-time winner of the race fan of the year. Once again, uh, 40% of the vote. That's that's quite impressive. And uh, look, you know, it's, it's uplifting to see how uh, positively he promotes the sport of harness racing as you log on Facebook every day. And that, that's usually one of the first things that I see on my newsfeed is Albert Nash congratulating somebody. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you're not wrong about that. And uh, the third time, third time winner. Wow. Uh, and each time that he's won, Mike, uh, he's taken about 40 or 50 percent of the vote. So uh, very popular gentleman. And uh, congratulations to all of the nominees for the race bet of the year for 2019.
3: Absolutely. And how about the Colton believe He's back-to-back runner-up, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't have access to. Uh, yeah. Don't don't quote me on that, but I do believe that. And, uh you know, hey, here's a young a young man, you know, his his favorite driver is obviously Josh Sutton. You see uh, him with Josh's uh, you know colors all the time. And uh, le- you know, we always talk about youth. And the- well, Albert's not an old guy. Albert's a young guy too. But uh, you know, we always talk about the importance of getting our youth involved in the sport of harness racing. And really, you have to look no further than uh, Colton.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, he he walks around in Josh's colors. He actually visited me in the announcers' booth uh, up at Northfield Park with his mom uh, Emily Hay, who drives in the Lady series here in Ohio, and uh, they had a lot of fun up there as well. So, you know, it's really cool to see him involved. He actually uh, has part ownership of uh, one of their horses as well, I believe.
3: Yeah, Yep. So congratulations to all the nominees for race fan of the year. I, Mike, in my opinion, it's one of the most important awards because uh, we need, let's be honest, we need all the race fans we can get in the sport of harness racing. So uh,
7: hats That's off right. to
3: all those. Hey, hats off to all those racing fans that tirelessly uh, work to promote the sport of harness racing. Still lots left to come on this edition of post time with Mike and Mike presented by bet America and the USTA. I believe we're going innovator next, aren't we? Let
2: me see the, oh, yeah, pull up the schedule of the year innovator of the year presented by the united states Trade association
3: is up next all right and that of course is kind of a new award mike it's only a couple of years old and uh, we're going to take a look and once again the innovator of the year is uh, given to somebody that not only has gone above and beyond the call of duty to promote the sport of harness racing but has done so in a different innovative way it's one of my favorite uh, categories and we're going to uh Name the winner and the runner up and give you the stats when we come back. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USDA. Back in a moment.
2: 8-2 extension 5, 5, 5, 5
3: Jimmy Freight is new to Ontario in 2020. Jimmy Freight is the richest and fastest son of a sports Rider and was the O'Brien 3-year-old cold pacer of the year and won multiple stakes at ages 2, 3, and 4.
2: And Jimmy Freight turns on the Jimmy Jet by a length and a half
1: in 148-1. Jimmy Freight at 10-1 to, to win
0: the Dayton Pacey Derby. He
3: stands his first season in 2020. For booking information on Jimmy Freight, please visit windbackfarm.com. Limited shares available. Go to windbackfarm.com. Join Harness Racing's hottest and most affordable fractional group, Winner's Circle Racing. Winner's Circle Racing provides the total harness racing experience from the barn to the paddock all the way to the Winner's Circle. Come invest with us and experience 100% of the thrills at a fraction of the cost. For more information, visit Winner'sCircleRacing.net. That's Winner'sCircleRacing.net. Here comes the
0: charging moa, charging hard, at odds of 6
3: It's time to announce the winner of the 2019 Innovator of the Year Award, presented by the United States Trotting Association. There were six outstanding nominees. Mike Wepkenberg, Ryan Clements, Wendy Ross, Gina Maybe, Adriano Sorella, and Rod Allens Jr. The runner-up of the 2019 Innovator of the Year Award presented by the U.S. Trotting Association is Rod Allums, Jr. And the winner of the 2019 Innovator of the Year Award presented by the USTA is Wendy Ross. And We are back. The 2019 USTA Innovator of the Year is none other than Wendy Ross, and she joins us right now on the program. Wendy, congratulations. Welcome in.
7: Hey, guys. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. It, you know, you guys were playing that music there for a little bit. I was got <laughs> out of my chair here at the USTA and I was doing a little dance. So, wow. I'm super excited. Holy smokes. I you know this Michael. He's he never let out even an, an instance that I could be. Uh, you know I knew I had to call, but I and I said runner up, and you know it was just cool to be nominated. But man, I, I'm super excited. Thank you so much, and thank you guys for all you do.
3: You know we talk about innovation and wendy we 've had you on this show several several times and we talk about how important it is uh you know to promote through a lot of different ways and a lot of different ways and I think that's one of the things that one of the things that you 've done uh, throughout the course of this last year is you 've tried to promote the sport through a lot of different ways like carpool karaoke and just you know little kind of different videos i i don 't want to use the word quirky but obviously it's it's pointed to try to get a different kind of audience involved
7: well, yeah, you know, I think that's what we need to do. I mean, we have our fans and, and our fans of harness racing within our sport, but, you know, we ultimately need to try to, to put harness racing back on a on a bigger scale and on a grander scheme. So, uh, you know, so those are some of the ideas that, that go into it. And let me just start by saying, you know, it, it's I'm out there with my name, but it's a team effort uh, from everyone uh, with the USCA team, from Rich Johnson who puts all the videos together and does all the things like that. Jason Turner uh, is behind the scenes. He does a lot. And you know, of course, my my co- my counterpart there, Michael Carter. It's a team effort. Mark Hall and just everyone in the communications crew. So it's not just me. Don't let me just say that. And I'm lucky uh, to be able to do the things I do in the sport of harness racing with the team uh, that we have here at the USCA. So definitely a team effort. It's not a one-person thing. And we go at every idea from creative uh, to things like that to to executing and putting it out there. How we're going to do it, who's going to do it, and uh, you know, those are the kind of the things that went behind the lip sync back the carpool karaoke, the uh, special interest pieces we did with uh, Casey Coleman, the ride along with Aaron Merriman um, after he hit a thousand wins uh, last year uh, and things like that. We did uh, a thing in the Delaware Fair with Tim Teetrick. so those are just the ideas that we kind of just put out there and, and, you know, it's just basically trying to uh, compete with ourselves and keep putting out cool and uh, creative ideas.
3: All right. Well, listen, Wendy, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Congratulations, the 2019 Innovator of the Year Award. And uh, listen, we'll get that plaque out to you. Congratulations and keep on doing what you do.
7: Hey guys, thanks. So just let me uh, give a shout out to the rest of the people uh, that were in the category. Rod Alms does great things there with the harness update. Gina may out there in Maryland uh, representing, doing great things. Mike Wokenberg in Ohio giving the starting gate rides does great work. And Ryan Clements, of course, often pacing and the catch driver just keeps getting better and better. And of course, Adriana Sorella, who, you know, showed what owning a racehorse, how cool it really can be and giving back uh, to the sport of harness racing. So hats off to all of them. And I'm just lucky uh, to be named with them. So, It's really cool, and thank you guys. I really appreciate it. All right, congrats, Wendy. Thank you.
3: All right, that was Wendy Ross. and uh, Mike, you know, one of the cool things about this award, and if you go through our list of candidates and you do so uh, year after year, you know, it's, yes, it's promoting the sport, but it's doing so in a different and innovative way. And I think, you know, Wendy touched on it perfectly. I mean, you have to kind of try to Hit a different kind of, of base, a different kind of audience, and I think a lot of that is in the way we present our sport. And Mike Carter's gone. So uh, <laughs> Mike Carter has nothing to say. But anyway, uh, once again, you, you can uh, log on to our Facebook page and to our Twitter page. We're going to be posting uh, the actual results on there. Uh, Wendy Ross got uh, – let's see. She got 27 percent of the vote. Narrowly defeating Rod Allums, who got 25%. There were 1,468 total votes cast. Wendy was had 405. Rod Allums had 380. Adriano Sorella had 17%. Ryan Clemens had 12. Mike uh, Wubkenberg had 10.7. Gina Maybe had six. So, congratulations to all of the nominees and to the winner, uh, Wendy Ross, of the 2019 Innovator of the Year Award presented by the United States Trotting Association. Still lots left to come on this edition. Still plenty of awards to give out. The next one will be the Horsewoman of the Year, and we'll do that after this timeout. We've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a moment.
5: From the edge of your seat starts to the white knuckle finishes. Horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other. One that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan, PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. Learn more about the PHRA's mission at penhorseracing.com. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Mike
3: Bosich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike
2: Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun in wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve T-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers.
0: It's time to announce the
3: 2019 Horsewoman of the Year Award winner presented by Southern Oaks Training Center. We had six outstanding nominees, Nancy Johansson, Amy Holler, Brittany Browns, Ashley Holiday, Tani Camilleri, and Donnell Mott. The runner-up of the 2019 Horsewoman of the Year presented by Southern Oaks Training Center is Ashley Holiday. And the winner of the 2019 Horsewoman of the Year Award, presented by Southern Oaks Training Center, is Nancy Johansson. What a tremendous year it was for our 2019 Horsewoman of the Year Award winner presented by Southern Oaks Training Center. We're joined now by Nancy Tactor. Nancy, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Congratulations on the award. It was uh, a great, great year in 2019 on the racetrack.
8: Uh, thank you very much. Um, it's quite an honor. You know, that's a great list of women in our sport um, that were also nominated. And, you know, I really couldn't have asked for much more in 2019. It was just a like, really awesome, exciting year.
3: Yeah, it certainly was. And uh, the reemergence of Manchego. And I know that had to mean uh, a lot to you for Manchego to be firing on all cylinders in 2019.
8: Yeah. You know, she's just an outstanding horse. You know, when I just got the call in the beginning of uh, last year that I was even just going to have the opportunity to train her, you know, like for me, you know, she's just awesome. Two-year-old awesome three-year-old. And then um, to be able to bring her back into top form, you know, at the latter part of last year was just unbelievable to watch her. Um, You know, she she suffered an injury um, right before the maple leaf trot where she um, injured her foot pretty bad. And, you know, she was able to come through that and she broke two world records and she's just unbelievable. Just unbelievable.
3: Take us back through some of the other horses that you've had uh, and kind of your journey through 2019.
8: Um, so, you know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, go back to back with two-year-old pacing cold of the year, which is really special. Um, nobody's ever been able to do that before. So, you know, that's something that I really take pride in with our team, with Tall Dark Stranger, um, being able to repeat, you know, what Captain Crunch did last year, you know, winning another Breeders' Crown with him was, you know, unbelievable. And then, um, you know, a horse like JK First Lady was obviously a lot of fun. She finished the year really strong in three diamonds and, you know, she paced the fastest mile of any two-year-old filly last year in November. Um, you know, for her to, you know, show show what I thought that she was able to do all year at the end of the year was just great. You know, obviously, having trained her damn JK, she's a lady, you know, to have her first full come out and win a major stake race like that was unbelievable. And then, you know, obviously, Manchego and, you know, Captain Crunch winning the North American Cup. And, you know, the list just goes on and on. I was just really blessed to share it very fortunate and i sometimes i just have to like close my eyes and pitch myself and be like was that really for real
3: yeah yeah well what's the game plan for 2020 obviously more of the same
8: <laughs> yeah you know i'm lucky that manchego is coming back for this year you know which is super exciting because i think that you know we haven't seen the bottom over yet i think um she's actually training, I think, better than she ever has in her entire life right now. She's filled out. She's grown up. She's strong. Um, she is just so happy to be out on the track when, you know, when she trains and everything. Um, she trained so good the other day. I was just like, well, can we just race her soon? Like, what are we waiting for? <laughs> it's trying to get a little boring, but, you know, she's, um, she's definitely one that I'm definitely looking forward to. And then, you know, obviously Tall Dark Stranger coming back at three and, you know, JK first lady and kissing in the sand is actually coming back this year. I think she's going to have a really strong five-year-old season. She had a, you know, she, she had a little bit of a rough start as a four-year-old, which a lot of four-year-olds do, but she finished the year really strong, just right behind Taviyard Alley and Chardonnay. So I think that, you know, she'll be able to step up her game this year. And, you know, we have 30 really, really nice babies in the barn. So hopefully there's some new champions among that group too.
3: All right. Well, Nancy, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Congratulations on being named 2019 Horsewoman of the Year, presented by Southern Oaks Training Center. And uh, we'll get that plaque out to you right away.
8: All right. Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you very much for the honor.
3: All right. That was Nancy Tactor. And uh, Mike, let's take a look at the uh, voting here. Of course, uh, we're posting all this on Twitter and Facebook, so you can follow along on our social media uh, outlets. But Nancy Johansson with 31% of the vote, there was 1,235 total votes. And she received 388, 16% for Ashley Holiday. Uh, Tony Camilleri and Amy Holler had 14%, and 11% for Donnell Mock and Brittany Bounds. So, really, after uh, Nancy, Mike, it was a pretty tight group.
2: Yeah, for sure. A completely uh, tight knit group. And, uh, you know, congratulations to Nancy Johansson. But uh, super kudos to Ashley uh, Holiday, uh, one of the Outrider, excuse me, the Outrider at Miami Valley Gaming in Ohio and uh, as the runner-up this year. And, Mike, you know, we wouldn't be safe on the racetrack without our Outriders, so uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention her.
9: Yeah, you
3: know what, and it's good, because I'll tell you what I've noticed over the past couple of years on this program, Mike, uh, that it seems like Outriders are starting to get more recognition, and I couldn't be happier that they are, because uh, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it seems like an easy job, but you know what? The minute something goes wrong, you know, they always have to stay on their toes. And uh, I'll tell you what, they prevent a bad situation from even, from even becoming worse a lot of times.
2: Maybe uh, Maybe next year we need to have the Outrider of the Year award.
3: Oh, okay, all right, and you know what that's interesting mike if if any of our listeners out there have an idea because we're kind of looking for to expand this thing a little bit, so if any you know if any of our listeners out there have an idea of maybe a, an award that you would like to see, hey, send it to us on our social media inboxes or uh the, however you can get a hold of us on uh, our email at Mike at post time with mike and, and uh, let us know we're always open to new ideas on this program.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, We're always open to new ideas and new award concepts. And uh, we've been doing this now, what, four or five years, and it continues to grow every year. We're super excited about it. And, again, thanks so much to everybody who took time out to uh, make sure that they uh, voted.
3: All right. When we come back, it is the Sam McKee Race Call of the Year. And, Mike, this, of course, uh, kind of uh, as us being announced is always with a, a special place to our heart. And uh, we had some great, great race calls, great nominees, uh, some thrilling, thrilling uh, performances put in by our colleagues, Mike in the Booth. And uh, they're they're about to get some recognition here in a couple of minutes. So we still have a lot of of awards left to give out, so don't touch that dial. you got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by BetAmerica and the USTA. It's the award show, and it's still lots left to come.
4: The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires.
3: Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Booten-Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit SouthernOakstraining.com That's SouthernOakstraining.com. It's time to announce the winner of the 2019 Sam McKee Race Call of the Year Award. We had six outstanding nominees. Ken Warkinson's call of not only the Lady Liberty Final, but the Sam McKee Memorial. The Metters' call of the Potomac Pace. Darren Gange's call of the Dan Patch Free-for-All. Roger Houston's call of the Little Brown Jug. And Vance Cameron's call of the Gold Cup and Saucer and the runner up of the 2019 Sam McKee Race Call of the Year Award is Ken Worthington's call of the Sam McKee Memorial. And the winner of the 2019 Sam McKee Race Call of the Year is Roger Houston at his call of the 2019 Little Brown Jug. 2019 Sam McKee race call of the year, the 2019 rendition of the little Brown jug and uh, Roger Houston, of course, the voice of the little Brown jug, the voice of harness racing with that tremendous race call. Roger, uh, we certainly welcome you into the program. Congratulations on the award. And it has to mean a lot to you because uh, this award is named after uh, somebody that left us way, way too soon. And a dear friend uh, of yours.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's hard for me to
0: say something right now because you don't know what it means to win an
1: award that's named after Sam, somebody that I tutored so early in his life. And
0: it's uh, really emotional, but uh, I thank for those who
1: voted for me and such, but it's a uh because of Sam McKee and,
3: uh, uh, I'm him so much. Visiting with Roger Houston. Uh, Roger, of course, uh, this was your final season at the Meadows, and you've been at the Meadows for uh, an awfully long time. Uh, obviously, New Ventures now is you're promoting harness racing as the harness racing ambassador in the state of Ohio, so it's all kind of come full circle for you, but kind of tell us how it was uh, the last couple of days uh, at the Meadows. It certainly had to be bittersweet knowing that you're going on to do different things, but still, uh, you know, hey, you were at the Meadows an awfully long time.
1: I was here for 44 years, so it was a rough decision to make. But I think it was a point of uh, in my life that uh, at the age of 77, I, I needed to back off a, a little bit. I have not uh, totally retired. I've probably gone from 2,500 races a year to maybe 500 races a year. And the opportunity came to me to loop with a number one organization, the Ohio Harness Racing Association. And uh, what they wanted me to do uh, to help promote harness racing in Buckeye State. And uh, I'll continue to. Uh, called the Little Brown Jug. Uh, a lot of county fairs in Ohio that go to Dublin, Ireland for the Vincent Delaney Memorial and promote harness racing. And, uh, it's, it, it, it's a, it was the right thing at the right time in my life. And I appreciate all the fact that uh, the great years I had at the Meadows, it was very hard uh, not to give up racing and
0: announcing
1: day to day, but uh, Tremendous friendships that developed with the uh, horse colony, and the drivers, and the trainers, and the caretakers of the meadows, and uh, my family living right there in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. That was the hard part about leaving. Uh, uh, it's uh, been a great ride here in Ohio, and uh,
2: uh, looking forward to promoting harness racing for the Buckeye State. Now, Roger, obviously you do a lot of great things for the OHHA, including you guys have started a new podcast. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, we're, uh, it's all new to me to have a podcast, but it, you know, in a way it's uh, like being on live TV, uh, day in, day out. So I'm quite comfortable with that. Uh, podcast, we try to uh, keep uh, folks here in the Buckeye State Informed on what's going on here. Right now, we've got our big awards banquet coming up Saturday, so we've uh, gone through the Pacers that will receive awards this past uh, Monday, and I believe today we'll announce the Trotters that uh, will be awarded at the banquet Saturday night. Uh, It's coming up with different subjects uh, new medication rules in the state of Ohio pass those along to the listeners and the fans of Harness Racing. Uh, it's a new experience, but uh, I'm liking every minute of it because, like I say, it's almost like being on live TV.
3: All right. Well, Roger, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Congratulations uh, on the uh, 2019 Sam McKee Race Call of the Year Award. Uh, I'll tell you, I know that, it, like like we talked about at the beginning of the interview, I know that has to be an honor to uh, win uh, an award that's named after somebody that's so special uh, to all of us. Uh,
1: I want to thank you uh, for uh, making this uh, possible with these awards.
0: Uh, the I all all great
1: Totally was flabbergasted
0: that
1: uh, mine was the number one, but I appreciate uh, all those that voted for me, and uh, uh, we'll continue on. And uh, hopefully, maybe we'll see you again one of these other days uh, uh, for one of these uh,
3: broadcasts.
1: But thanks to everybody that voted for us, and I certainly
3: appreciate it. Uh, I'm
1: totally overwhelmed.
3: All right, thank you, Roger.
1: Thank you, gentlemen.
3: All right. That was uh, obviously a very emotional Roger Houston. And, uh, you know, for those of you that kind of aren't familiar with the back story, with the uh, the relationship that he had with the late Sam McKee, you know, Sam, I mean, Roger was basically Sam's mentor and Roger brought Sam up, you know, uh, in the uh, kind of the announcing ranks. And of course Sam McKee went on to be the voice, Mike, of uh, the Meadowlands pace and a lot of great big races, at the Meadowlands, and uh, of course uh, his untimely passing a couple of years ago, uh, really shook the harness racing world, and, and both of us in particular.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it was uh, devastating to lose Sam, and uh, each year uh, this award comes up, and you know, it's one of those awards, Mike, that we, we're just proud to give out. Last year uh, was one of another one of Sam's friends and Steve or me, and Jim Baviglia. Uh, Steve Cross has won this award. So if you look back at the previous winners of this award, um, you know, it, it's just amazing at the relationship that they had, uh, whether they were mentored by Sam McKee or whether Sam McKee uh, helped coach them in some way, or in Roger's case, um, you know, he helped bring Sam McKee forward. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I miss him every day. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to still have his text messages going home.
3: All right, let's take a look at the final votes before we get on to our next award. 32% of the votes going to Roger Houston, 400 uh, right on the dot uh, votes that he received out of 1,244. Ken Workington actually took second and third place, 17% of, uh, and how about that, of the Sam McKee Memorial Race Call, 14% uh, on the Lady Liberty final. Uh, 12% for both Darren Ghani and Pete Meadows, 10% for Vance Cameron. All terrific, terrific race calls. If you get a chance to check them out on YouTube or whatever, please do it because uh, they're great, great race calls. All very worthy. Congratulations to Roger Houston. Still lots left to come out on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. It's the award show. And up next, it is the Upset of the Year presented by our good friends at Winners Circle Racing. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a flash. Join Harness Racing's hottest and most affordable fractional group, Winner's Circle Racing. Winner's Circle Racing provides the total harness racing experience from the barn to the paddock all the way to the Winner's Circle. Come invest with us and experience 100% of the thrills at a fraction of the cost. For more information, visit Winner'sCircleRacing.net That's Winner'sCircleRacing.net Here
0: comes the charging mohawk Charging hard! And on the six middle one!
3: Mike Bosich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike
2: Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun in wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers.
5: From the edge of your seat starts to the white knuckle finishes, horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other, one that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan, PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. Learn more about the PHRA's mission at PennHorseracing.com, brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association.
10: Every dream has a start, and this one is ours, to trot and pace fast, faster than all the others. And maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tail. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks. Return on investment comes in seconds. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second-guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race. Not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat. It's
3: time to announce the winner of the 2019 Upset of the Year Award, presented by Winner's Circle Racing Stable. We had six outstanding nominees, Best in Shows upset in the Meadowlands face, Forbidden Trades upsetting Green Shoe in the Hamiltonian, Wesleyan Quest in that 16-1 track record-tying upset in the Ohio Sire Stakes on August 16th, April Ava's 55-1 to upset in the fourth race at Yonkers on December 9th, Caviar Alley's upset in the Breeders' Crown, at Home and Holman Drive, 82-1 upset at Dover Downs. The runner-up for the 2019 Upset of the Year Award presented by Winner's Circle Racing Stable is Caviar Alley's win in the Breeders' Crown. And the winner of the 2019 Upset of the Year Award presented by Winner's Circle Racing Stable is Forbidden Trade in the Hamiltonian. Congratulations! The 2019 Upset of the Year Award, presented by our good friends at Winner's Circle Racing Stable, goes to Forbidden Trade and driver Bob McClure and his first Hambletonian. And Bob, I got to tell you what—I watch that race about once every couple of weeks, and uh, I, I still, I still can't believe that Forbidden Trade fought as gamely as he did to hold off green shoe. And if you watch the stretch call of the, of that race, it looks so many times that green shoe is going to go on by, but your horse is dug in and it had to be a special moment for you.
11: Oh, special be an understatement, but, um, yeah, I mean, not a lot of people, uh, realize this or can tell from the replay, but he did, uh, green shoe was at a half length ahead of me for, um, quite a, quite a while in the stretch. And then, uh, I think he he finally uh, he got tired. He he'd had a stressful day, and like you say, forbidden trade. He's all heart, and he uh, when he found out there was a horse out there, he he started digging again right by the wire, and showed uh, a lot of class that day.
3: Yeah, that I mean that had to be a tremendous throw. Kind of take us through uh, after the race. Well, first of all, when you, when you hit the wire, did you know you won?
11: Well, when I hit the wire, it was a few steps before the wire, actually. Brian Sears looked over and said, congrats, kid. And that kind of caught me off guard because I was like, well, we're not there yet. (laughs) I didn't want to get too ahead of myself. But then when we crossed the wire, obviously, um, just a wave of uh, emotions comes over you. Uh, Disbelief, uh, for sure, one of them that, uh, you know, I was in disbelief that I was, at the Hambletonian, you know able to drive in my first hambletonian uh given where I was a few years ago, and uh you know, and then you you take into the county, you just won you know the biggest race in North America, and it's like wow, you know, and uh it was just a great feeling,
3: you know one of the things uh that uh, one of the questions I love to ask because I always wonder, especially when you know it's a driver's first uh you know like like a first hambletonian or a first breeder's crown or first little brown jug, what were some of the thoughts going through your head on the way back to the winner's
11: circle uh it was It was a lot of emotion uh, i was it's kind of a blur and it's but I kept you know saying to myself, you know we just won the hambletonian and i I remember thinking you know forbidden trade on the way back was." You know he was tired, but uh, you know he he was he, he had put it all out there. So I was just proud of him, and uh, you know happy for the team. And uh, I was just a lot of excitement.
3: What did Luke tell you when he got back to the Winner Circle? What were his, what were his first words?
11: There was a lot of French and broken English gibberish, so I couldn't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) He was happy, but it was uh, was definitely broken English and uh, something along the lines of Tabernacle or something. I don't know, but (laughs) he was happy.
3: Well, Bob, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. And it has been fun because... You know, I've uh, over the last uh, what year or so, since especially since we've been on the um, the Ontario handicapping through their website, uh, it's been fun to watch you grow quickly as a driver, and you know to kind of come from places like Western Fair and Flamborough uh, so quickly, kind of like a meteoric rise to the top. And then next thing you know, you're you're uh, standing in the winner's circle in the Hamiltonian. So it's been kind of fun watching you your career develop in uh, in a big way, and we look forward to uh, more big stakes wins in the near future. Congratulations, my friend.
11: Well, thank you very much, and uh, it's been uh, it's been a real pleasure, and I uh, appreciate the support.
3: All right, that was driver Bob McClure. We'll bring back in Mike Carter. Mike, I know you're doing a lot of different things right now, so if everybody's wondering why Mike's kind of been in and out of the show, he's doing a lot of different things on social media. But uh, let's take a look at the vote totals. It was uh, th- there were one thousand two hundred twenty-two uh, votes cast. Thirty percent for Forbidden Train. Twenty-seven. For caviar alley and what a year caviar alley had Mike, uh, especially towards the end of the year, she was able to kind of get her revenge on Charlton a couple of times but towards the end of the year in Lexington and the Breeders' Crown. 17% for Best in Show, 11% Home and Drive, 7% for Wesleyan Quest, and 5% for April Ava. But uh, well, I'll tell you what, Mike, it's been fun to watch Bob McClure do. Well, you know, listen, just a year and a half or two years ago, and we'll be honest, he kind of got the reputation of just you know being a really good B-Track driver, and uh, boy, I, I, I haven't heard that in a while.
2: <laughs> Not at all. Uh, congratulations to him. He was actually named Driver of the Year mm-hmm. uh, by the United States Harness Writers Association this year as well. So congratulations, to Bob. Uh, big, big upset on a day where uh, Marcus Melander had three horses, and uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, kind of got robbed on that one. They had an eight-to-one special that Marcus Melander would win the Hamiltonian so uh, if you bet against it you are in good shape
3: alright so congratulations to the connections of forbidden trade so lots left to come on this edition a couple of awards left to give out the next one will be the Larry Reinheimer small stable of the year award presented by Harris Hoosier Park you've got host time with Mike and Mike presented by bet America and the USTA back in just a moment
4: the Jason Beam horse racing podcast Brought to you by TwinSpires, Spires. Is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country. Interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at TwinSpires.com or on iTunes. Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast. Brought to you by TwinSpires.
3: Winback Farm of Ontario is proud to welcome four exciting new stallions for 2020. Jimmy Freight, the 2018 O'Brien Award winner and the winner of the Dayton Pacing Derby and Mohawk Gold Cup. Nick Wicked, the 2018 Horse of the Year in U.S. and Canada, the richest pacing stallion in harness racing history. Stag Party's the 2018 O'Brien Award winner and the winner of the Metro Pace and the Bank son of two millionaires, Donato Hanover, and Lantern Kronos, and a Breeders' Crown and Stanley Dancer champion. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com.
0: It's time
2: to announce the award
3: winner of the 2019 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award presented by Hoosier Park. We had six outstanding nominees: Tony Cavalieri, Altmeier Wilder Racing, Trevor Williams Stables, Winner's Circle Racing, Galliers Racing, and Bill McKenzie Stables. The runner-up. Of the 2019 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award presented by Harris Hoosier Park is. Altmeyer Wilder Racing Stables. And the winner of the 2019 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award presented by Harris Hoosier Park is. Galliers Racing! The winner of the 2019 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award joins us right now on this program, Brady Galliers and Galliers Racing. Brady, congratulations. He got 31% of the vote, 417 votes out of 1,313 casts. And uh, listen, hard work pays off, my friend.
9: Yes, sir. Thank you. I uh, appreciate the opportunity, and I appreciate the award.
3: All right. Well, we had you on the show not too long ago, maybe a couple of months ago. We we're talking a little bit about what Galliard's racing is all about. For uh, those of you who may have missed that show, let's kind of give a recap. Let's give a review. Tell us a little bit about Galliard's racing and how things got started.
9: Uh, yeah, we got started uh, probably right when I got out of high school, basically um, just kind of went to the races and, and uh, never really owned anything or had a, had a part of the business at all and, mm-hmm. And we just kind of got into it from there. Uh, finally, my parents bought me some horses, and, and it just kind of shot from there. It was, it was something I knew I wanted to do for a living. And, uh, one, you know, once that happened, it, it uh, just it kept, kept rolling.
3: Now of course uh, you're the small stable of the year. You get that award, but uh, what's kind of ahead for Brady galliers are you, are you looking to kind of expand? Are you are you looking to be a, a have a Ron Burke type uh, <laughs> head count before it's all said and done?
9: uh hats off to him. He he runs a great operation. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I I kind of like my number right now. Um, you know, in between ten and twenty is is probably my max for sure okay well tell us
3: about uh you know some of the horses maybe that we could look out for in the next uh coming months or so Uh
9: yeah i got some a uh, couple trotters pittsburgh hanover and uh peggy sue there. okay and then we got some uh some pacers and and we play the you know we play the claim game so that they come and go every week so it kind of just whatever whatever's in to go that week really You know, and and it's interesting
3: because uh, you know you still have a lot of trainers, uh, you know, that really concentrate on the claiming game, and it's kind of a little bit of a different animal than obviously if you've got uh, stakes horses and uh, stuff like that. But um, tell us a little bit about maybe what goes like what do you look for when we're talking potential claims?
9: I I like classification. That's that's kind of my thing. So uh, you know, one that. One that does good uh is doing good, say in that class and he, and he goes back in there I, I usually like to take a take a try for, or you know even say one that's doing good or just doing okay and drops down in class i like to uh I like to take a stab there as well i i'm and and I like to basically just claim and and jam him right back in there and and you know just kind of try to make as much money as we can, and if we still hold on to him, great. If not, uh, we'll either claim them back later or, or we just go find another one, really. I, I like the claim game just as, as far as racehorses because, uh, you know, like I said, I feel like that's the best, the best place to classify one uh, if you don't have, say, an open horse. So it, it just kind of makes it easier on the horse as well. You know, he, he's not, uh, you know, not getting his heart ripped off every week either.
3: Brady uh before we let you go let's uh let's give a shout out to your team obviously it's Gallier's Racing so there's a lot of people behind the scenes I would think that uh you know that, that work for you and kind of get the job done let's give them a shout out
9: Yeah I appreciate all the work uh from from everybody from you know my family and my parents to to my girlfriend Wendy that runs the you know runs the social media and uh you know everybody that works for me they you know they show up every morning and and, and we get it done as a team, and, and that's what it's all about. So, yeah, I appreciate that. That's right. And the household
3: is uh, – you're both award winners. Wendy Ross just uh, with the Innovator of the Year, now you with the Small Stable of the Year. Yeah. So, you know, that's the hey, listen, that's the first, I think, of uh, – you better clear out some, some space because I think over the years the hardware is going to uh, increase for you guys as <laughs> the years go forward. But, Brady, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Congratulations on the, your 2019 Small Stable of the Year award, my friend. Thank you very much, all right. That was Brady Gallius. Let's uh, bring back in Mike Carter and uh, Mike, yeah, this is one of our favorite awards. I think this may be the first award uh when we were putting the uh, the award show together that we came up with because the importance of the small stable in our industry uh i think is is just, is very, very important for the for the small stable to be strong for the health of our industry
2: yeah i I totally agree with you mike you know the small stables uh, obviously there are a ton of big stables out there but some of the small stables mike have really put things together over the past couple of years i mean look at the previous award winners and you have larry reinheimer um, jim and joanne looney king berlin Mm yoder um jamie mccumber is another one and uh to to boot and they've all done some amazing things in the sport of harness racing and you know, obviously, uh, this award is named for Larry Reinheimer, who uh, passed away tragically a couple of years ago. And He was the first winner of the Small Stable of the Year Award. And I'll tell you what, he was so appreciative of this award. And, you know, you still hear the Reinheimer family uh, talk about what it meant to him to win this award. So congratulations goes out to Galliards Racing.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember when uh, the the first time what we had this award, and Larry won it. And uh, I uh, had to call Larry, and uh, so I got his number, and I called him and uh, kind of, you know, let him know what was going on. And, uh, you know, hey, Mike, we end up talking for about an hour and a half, and we were talking about basketball and college basketball and a lot of different things. Larry was just one of those guys that, uh, well, I'll tell you what, just a good, good, good guy. And uh, it's good, you, you know, him having a horse like Freaky Feet Pete, uh, that went out and competed in the grand circuit to compete on the grand stage. That was just a thrill of a lifetime for the Reinheimers. And, uh, that's who the small stable of the ward is, uh, uh, named after. So we certainly miss Larry, but the, we keep in touch with the family. They're all very, very good people. Uh, so hats off to Brady Galliers uh, racing. Uh, actually this was a pretty tight race, uh, Mike, all six, uh, of them were pretty much in it guy is racing with 31 percent of the vote altmeyer wilder with 19 percent trevor williams had 15 percent uh, then uh tani camilleri winner's circle racing and bill mckenzie all around the uh, 12 so congratulations to all the nominees and all the small stables uh, out there we've got one award left to give and then, mike it's one of our favorite because uh, last year we got to know foiled again pretty pretty well and uh, he is the ultimate Iron Horse. And this award is named after him. It's the Foiled Again Iron Horse Award of the Year. And we'll meet the nominees and we'll announce the winner next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Join Harness Racing's hottest and most affordable fractional group, Winner's Circle Racing. Winner's Circle Racing provides the total harness racing experience from the barn to the paddock all the way to the Winner's Circle. Come invest with us and experience 100% of the thrills at a fraction of the cost. For more information, visit winnerscircleracing.net. That's winnerscircleracing.net. Here comes the
0: charging moa, charging hard, at
11: The
2: Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check with the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org.
5: From the edge of your seat starts to the white knuckle finishes, horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other. One that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan, PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. Learn more about the PHRA's mission at PennHorseracing.com. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. It's time to
3: announce the winner of the 2019 Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Year Award. We had five outstanding nominees. Bob Jacks Engel, Dream Fair Van Dam, T-Red, Electric Lad, and Moon Lake. The runner-up. Of the 2019 Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Year Award is Electric Lad. And the winner of the 2019 Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Year Award is Key Red. the track announcer at hazel park for 10 years i got very familiar with the old war horse t red and he is the 2019 iron horse award winner of the uh, of the year and uh i'll tell you what this is uh it's kind of special for me we're bringing in the owner of uh, t red henry gauley and like i said henry i had a chance to watch this horse race a ton of times at Hazel Park and, of course, at Northfield Downs, and and they kind of finished up his career in Ohio. But uh, this had to be something special to you to have a horse that performed at a high level for such a long time.
12: Yes, he's been a good horse ever since I had him. I got him when he was three, and a good thing about it, I only paid $800 for him. And uh, he's trying to be a very good horse. Well, tell us a little bit about – you said you paid in, in a bucks
3: for him, and, that, and that, you know, that's a good thing when you could pay – pretty much little or next to nothing for a horse, uh, you know, and then uh, he turns out to be as good as T-Red was. I mean, that has to be something. But tell us about the early days of T-Red. What kind of made you want to buy him in the first place?
12: Well, I wasn't looking for a horse. I was working for Larry Jones here in Jackson, Michigan, helping him out just farm with horses. And John Wheeler had bought T-Red from Mark Matthews. And uh, he asked me if I wanted a horse. I told him no. But he just brought the horse to the farm out there and just dropped him off. eat yours. Just give me $800. So it started from there, and he been worked out real good for me.
3: Yeah, no question about it. And he raced all the way to the age of 14. And pretty much throughout his career, he's remained pretty sound, hasn't he?
12: Yeah, he's never been sicker, bigger in his life. You know, he's been a tough old horse. Uh, he had a little tender problem one time. I laid him off for a couple of months, but he came back. He's been a tough old horse, I tell
3: you. He's really been tough. Of course, he's raced a lot at Northville Downs in, uh, in Hazel Park, and, of course, we we badly miss Hazel Park. I mean, made a lot of good relationships and friendships there. But uh, what what give us a, a point or two in his career that uh, maybe you remember most, maybe a memorable moment in, in the career of t Rudd.
12: Well, when he got his hardest win, that was a really – special moments for me and but like I say, I had a lot of good moments with him you know he he's the type of horse he always gives you 100 percent you know he never would cheat you you know and he tries he always tries you know he never never got out there and he had a couple of bad races in his lifetime every horse has a bad race but he really performed for me you know and, and I was really proud of him. All
3: right, well, Henry, we'll call you back maybe a little bit later today and uh, and grab your address. We're gonna we got uh, some hardware we're gonna send out your way. But listen, we really appreciate you joining us on the program. Congrats on your award, and congrats to T-Red. Yeah, congrats.
12: Hey, I appreciate it. People miss you up here in Michigan. I'm telling
3: you. No, nah, so, hey, listen, let perfect. me tell you, I I I miss Michigan badly. It, uh, you know, but hopefully yeah, now with the, you know the sports wagering, maybe things can get back going.
12: Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, they're planning on opening Northfield back up here in March. So. Maybe we can get things rolling good again in Michigan. I hope so.
3: All right, Henry. Good luck to you guys, my friend.
12: Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate you.
3: All right. That was uh, Henry Gully And, uh, yeah, Mike, uh, I've had a chance to see T-Red Race uh, extensively. And, uh, you know, for a long time, Mike, at, at Hazel Park in Northville, and this is going back, you know, 2008, 2009, uh, you know, the opens and the invites there were very, very tough. And I think they went for 13,000, 14,000, but the T Red was able to kind of hang around at that upper level, you know, going back from the open to the invite to the, you know, the upper condition level, which there was now one is of, I think, 7,500 the last five or whatever. But he was able to keep that form for quite a while. And, uh, you know, another horse that did that for quite a while, maybe on a bit of a bigger stage, was foiled again.
2: Yeah, for sure. I got to call a couple of T-Red's wins myself out at Northfield Park. And what a gutsy, gutsy horse. What an iron horse uh, as we uh, have gone through uh, all of our awards now. But what an iron horse that T-Red is. Uh, Jessica Otten, uh, one of our contributors, is actually a huge fan of the man T-Red. And Mike, this is actually my favorite category out of them all, I got to say, because, you know, We look at horses um, on a daily basis, you know, five, six, seven, even some of the younger horses at two and three, and then you get to the horses that are 13, 14 years old, still grinding it out on a weekly basis. I mean, this this category here is really, um, you know, super special and a lot of fun.
3: Well, it's cool, and, you know, it it kind of plays with our mission statement that every, you know, every hoof that hits that track's got a story, and we just heard T. Red's story. And uh, he got 31% of the vote, by the way, out of 1,169 votes cast. He got 369. Electric Lad was right behind him there, 26% of the vote. Moon Lake got 18%. Bob Jacks angle at 12. Dream Fair Van Dam at 11. So congratulations to the nominees and the winner, of the Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Year Award. It goes to t We're going to take one final time out. When we come back, we'll wrap this thing up. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA back in just a moment. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Booten-Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, more, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training service in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit SouthernOakstraining.com at SouthernOakstraining.com Winback at Delaware's stallion lineup offers 12 proven stallions for the first state. Classic Carn Shark is a proven sire of stakes winners. He is a full brother to both Better's delight and Wall with Joe. Roddy's Bags Again is the sire of multiple DSPF final winners, including $675,000 winner Perfect Bags.
8: I'm Linda Cassano, I was the trainer of Heston Bluechip for his whole career, and I have nothing but good things to say about Heston. He was a professional horse from the day he started.
3: Heston Blue Chip is the sire of multiple stakes winners, including 2019 New York Sire Stakes Champion and $980,000 winner Zero Tolerance. For more information on stallions, including breeding contracts, visit winbackfarm.com. All right. Well, that was a whirlwind and what a ride it was. Another awards show is in the books here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Congratulations to all of our nominees, all of our winners. If you want to check out the official vote totals, you can on our Twitter page and our Facebook page as well. We'll see you next week with the first post of 1030 as 2020 is underway in a big way. Good night, everybody.
0: Closing Call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know!